Yo, where you at? For another edition of the Joanville podcast, and we have our regulars, Miss Nicole and Rachel. Hello. Hey. Uh, we have my good buddy and Philly photographer, Wonder Kid, Kyle Cassidy. Hello. And his friend, Mike. Yo. What's up? So let's do some shots, get this started. be like four of them she does this every time i don't know so do i <laughs> so we are at o'neill's third street on uh between lombard and south our home most times come check it out watch the eagle deals are on now preseason but come down on sundays mondays thursdays saturday there's football all that stuff so uh before we talk a bit with our guests uh we need an update on nicole who is in a cast or some kind of giant splint, splint sling. So what happened? Uh, I went to Second Street Festival. I did see you there. To rescue Rachel. I heard she, you know, she was on the fine line of too drunk. Yes. And I wound up getting too drunk. You were very concerned about Rachel because I had seen you and you yelled at me because I gave Rachel a beer. Because mm-hmm. you were trying to keep her from not drinking. I was trying mm-hmm. to be a friend. Rachel got home pretty safe in an Uber. She took an Uber home. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a little drunk. Yeah, what happened? Fell off my bike. Whereabouts? Uh, I was trying to go do karaoke, and Adobe was closed because I think it Adobe was like a Cafe Sunday. Adobe Cafe is the, ca- the karaoke spot? Yeah, it's not far from my house. Right. And I, there's a lot of construction on Passyunk and well, There's a lot of construction everywhere in Philadelphia. Mifflin. And I... Uh, I hit something and then I ran my bike into a curb and fell on the top of my hand and I displaced my wrist and broke my ulna in two places and my radius. You seem to be taking, you're pretty good. You're taking pictures uh, with your broken ulna and just hanging, your wrist was just hanging on what? Is it your lap or a table? I remember seeing the picture. We'll put, it up, on, we'll put it up on the site when we put I the podcast. I have forward you my injury photos. Yeah. <laughs> Get a light box made just like yours. Yeah, I have a great light box of my x-rays. Pretty cool. So, did you go right from 2nd Street to on your bike? What time did you leave 2nd Street? This is a brown, browned out a little bit. Oh, yeah? I think you went to um, Ortley. I went from 2nd Street to Ortley's to the fire. To oh. You didn't tell me Did you see a band at the fire? What was going on there? Just getting to-go beers. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did any of the beers survive the crash? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they were drank at the hospital. Were they cans or bottles? <laughs> they were cans. Yeah. Uh, stopped at my friend's house and then rode bikes back to South Philly from Fishtown. I made it all the way. So you went swimming at your friend's? I saw your, your, I met your friend. She said you went swimming? I broke into her house. Yeah, you broke into her house. Was she yeah. into her yard? Yeah. The thing is, is I was having a great day. Like I wasn't. I didn't think I was like super fucked up or anything. I was having so much fun. Rachel went home. You look completely under control when I saw you. I felt fine. That was probably like She's eight o'clock, seven thirty. I felt. I literally felt fine. I blacked out somewhere on the bike ride from Fishtown <laughs> to South Philly, and I got to South Philly. I was so hot, and I was like, "Fuck! I need to swim." My friend has a pool, but I don't want to wake her up, so I'm just going to jump this 11-foot fence and swim. By yourself? No, I was, Rachel? With, I was with my friend Jordan. Yo, I was like... Rachel was down. I was like, I had a lie. I was like, yeah, Nicole, I'll be back. Oh, Irish exit out? Yeah, I was hungry. She Irish goodbye me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, her and her boyfriend were pissed. <laughs> so what time is this? Uh, maybe like 11. They come out. You were my friend was nude, which I don't remember. Uh, I went to the Pope. I had fish. in the pool. Oh yeah, swimming nude. Right. Can I just say that? Um, <laughs> Wait, she was in the pool when you jumped in the pool? No, th- my friend whose pool it was. Her and her boyfriend were inside, sl- like sleeping. My friend Jordan and I 
we hopped this 11 foot fence and we were just like fuck it let's swim and that kibby was like oh okay all right um he doesn't have any um pants on um and apparently he was like yeah man Liven up, like you have a pool, you understand. Oh yeah, giving static because he's she's upset that he's in her pool naked at like eleven o'clock on a, a pool, Sunday night. So you understand, and she's like, okay, yeah. They they really are like the sweetest people. They are the I'm best. actually thankful that they were the people's house I chose to break into. Yeah. Yeah. Of all my friends, would not have gone over this well with Rachel. Uh, yeah, went got some fish and chips at the poop. And I was like, fuck, I want to sing karaoke. And I tried to. It was closed. And then I was like, all right, just go home. And then I fell. So what do you do when you fall? Do you bring your bike home with you? Do you, do you walk it home? Do you call someone to get you? I locked it up. I called 911. The ambulance came. They, I was like, yo, how much is this? And they said $500. And I was like, no, I'll call an Uber. <laughs> and they were all right. They're just like. He was like, I would do the same thing. So I locked my bike up. So, like, how many people with, like, gunshots and arrows sticking in them and stuff like that decide to call an Uber when the, when the ambulance shows Apparent, up? This apparently this is a thing. I was talking to the nurse at the hospital. Like, people aren't taking ambulances if they're not that injured. Yeah. Can you get an Uber with, like, a red light on the top? I don't and think so. it's like so. an Uber X, Uber were red you, light. Were you bleeding into the Uber? No. Wasn't a compound. I wasn't really bleeding that much. It looked like you were bleeding. It did well, I scraped the top of my hand. But yeah, I made some questionable choices. Yep, out of work now for a little bit. Six weeks. Yeah. But you know, surgery's over. You're telling me I'm gonna get a cast when I get this taken off. I don't know. We're gonna see. I'm going to say if you were going to go swimming while blackout drunk, breaking your arm is maybe not the worst thing that could happen. Yeah, I could have drowned. <laughs> also, I could have fell off my bike and smashed my face. So. You could have fallen from that fucking fence. I could have fell from the, fe- the Is it a cyclone fence? You could still be in jail. I could What's have got mean? arrested. Like those metal like that lo- you climb. She has Dude, a- there's barbed wire wrapped around Yeah, she has like a you, you really... You scaled barbed wire drunk? I scaled barbed wire. They have still a very the private fence. fence. And you crashed your bike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you one of those people that get superpowers when you're drunk? Because I know some of those people. No, I never do shit like this. It literally was just like a weird... I was having so much fun, I didn't want the fun to stop. So... I hate when the fun stops. <laughs> has the fun stopped? <laughs> the fun has halted, yeah. Philadelphia! Yo, yo, where you at? Alright, so Kyle's with us. I've known Kyle. I feel like I've been buying his photos for like 25 years at this point. Most of my living room is decorated in his artwork. Um, he's up to some really cool stuff. He's got a new book that came out about librarians. So tell us a little about the book, how you got started with it. Yeah, it's called This Is What a Librarian Looks Like. It's 220 portraits and interviews of librarians, uh, which is actually a lot more interesting than it may sound. Uh, it was uh, in 2014. I got a a message on Twitter from uh, a librarian named Naomi Gonzalez who said, librarians are going to be in your town and we're very photogenic, P.S. How'd, they find, how'd she find you? She's just following me on Twitter. Okay. And uh, I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Hook me up. So she uh, hooked me up with a group of like 30 librarians when they were in Philly for their conference. And I photographed them and did little interviews. Uh, and I said, you know, if I can put you in front of 50,000 people, what would you say about libraries? Because I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I thought maybe just post it on my blog. And their stories were instantly compelling. Uh, there was one librarian who was from Alaska, and she had the only internet connection in her whole town. So if you wanted to buy a flower pot from Amazon, you had to go to the library to do it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So there were like these stories like this, and I was suddenly I was thinking, like, this is a lot bigger than I thought it was. And I called Slate Magazine, and I said, I think I have this photo essay you might be interested in. And they were interested, and they ran it. And at the time, it became the most popular photo essay that they had ever done. Got millions and millions of, of views. And uh, nice. yeah, and then it turned into a book, which came out from Hachette in May, May 16th. We can get it on Amazon. You can get it anywhere. Yes. You can also check it out from your library. Yeah. It's uh, also on the Overdrive app. This is one another thing that What's I learned the Overdrive about. App? See, this is another thing that I learned about libraries. I, I hadn't been to a library in ten years, probably when when this happened. I was like, oh, yeah, I can get all my books from Amazon, and I found out, you know, talking to all these hundreds of librarians, 
that there's so much digital stuff that they're doing as well. Like, they're not lagging behind. They're on the forefront of this. And there's an app called Overdrive that lets you take out eBooks from your library onto your Kindle, your phone, your electronic devices. Another app called Hoopla that does the same thing. You can check out movies. You can check out comic books. You can check out eBooks. Digital comic books. Uh, yeah, audiobooks. So all these things you can do it from your phone without ever getting out of bed. You just need a library card. I love the library. I live right by a library. Yay. I always use the library. I use that library as well. What's your favorite thing about it? Printing. Twenty-five <laughs> cents. Maybe. Right, right. Yeah. T- t- it went up. It used to be ten cents. How much is a print? Twenty-five cents. Twenty-five. Ooh, that's crazy expensive now. Yeah. It was a nickel yeah, last time. It's I was c- there. it's convenient though. Right. Yeah, I don't have a printer. It's yeah, a I, didn't, I, didn't, library. I didn't have a computer for a while. You go to the library, use the computer. Yeah, there's a, a line of 20 people outside my library every morning when it opens up for the computers. Yeah. I, I always find it interesting. I don't know if you've ever cut someone's hair who you literally have to go to school, like to college, oh, yeah. to be a librarian. I have, mm-hmm. I've had several librarian clients. Which I always want to like ask, like, what, mm-hmm. what are you doing for four years? I have a lot of young librarian clients. Yeah. Especially when we worked in Cherry Hill a lot. Philly's got one of the, the best library science programs in the nation at Drexel. It's very, very highly regarded in terms of, uh, you know, especially if you're doing like a technical library kind of thing, like an engineering library or a law library. They're top five, I think, in the country. We also have an amazing library system here. Uh, the Philadelphia Free Library has an amazing collection of original manuscripts, like Edgar Allan Poe's original manuscripts. Many of them are at the Philadelphia Free Library. No, you look at them. Are they uh, behind glass and stuff when you look at them? I yes. Mean, you can't grab them. You cannot grab them. Although, the Rosenbach Museum, which is also in Philly, mm-hmm. has original manuscripts that you can get much closer to. Do you have a lot of Philly librarians in your book? Very few yeah. Philly librarians, actually. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. You're sick of Kyle Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you... He does so many projects. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there is a librarian from every single state in uh, in the book. I think there might only be one. Any international? Yeah, there are a few international librarians in there. I, I think there's only one librarian from Philadelphia. Do the, yeah. is there, do the international librarians have a different perspective? Like, does a library serve a different purpose in different countries? Well, one of the things that I think is amazing about libraries is that they all serve their local constituencies. So the library does what the community needs it to do. The library forms around what, what people need. There's like that one on Kensington Avenue. They're doing the Narcan shots. Right, right, yeah. There was, uh, there's one in Massachusetts, that I, uh, the MN Spear Library, that I have, there's a whole chapter in the book about them. And they have the, one of the smallest libraries in the country, the square foot-wise. It's, it's smaller than this bar. And they were looking for ways to innovate in, uh, with the limitations of their space. And the librarian noticed that there was a, a patch of beach about 20 feet long along the lake that the city owned that they hadn't used um, because another beach opened up somewhere else. So they started a kayak loan program. What? Yeah, so you go to, to the, the library. You go to you the library. <laughs> you go to the library. You give them your library card, and they give you uh, like a life vest and a paddle and a key. What? And you go to the lake and you unlock your kayak and you paddle around the lake. You know, and then God, you bring I'm stuff excited up. about printing. I love it. <laughs> I know. And they're. Um, they, they partnered with Redbox, which does the, uh-huh. the video loans. And Redbox also gave them some Adirondack chairs so your friends and family can go sit and watch, have a picnic while you paddle around in your kayak. That's awesome. So Where is this? This is in, uh, in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Oh, wow. So I was really impressed at the way that librarians are thinking, like, what can I do for my neighborhood? What does my neighborhood need? Does it need more computers? There are, there are librarians that I talk to who is, whose libraries have almost no books, but they have a recording studio. So if you want to make an album, you can go to the library and record your album. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I guess that, you kind of uh, have to have that. That Alaska town, mm-hmm. what do they do for porn? There's one internet connection, and the internet is mostly for porn. <laughs> I mean, They still, they the still truth, get right? Hustler magazine there. Well, VHS. Yeah, you joke, but there there is a big I'm discussion. Not, I'm not joking. It's a serious question. Right. Well, there is there is a you know yeah. big discussion in the library and community library community about free access to information, which includes adult materials. Yeah. And so you have arguments between librarians who are saying, you know, we need to, to give access to people to information. So poverty, for example, should not restrict your access to information, even that if, even if that information is adult material. 
And then you have communities saying, we don't want adult material in our libraries. And so these are fights that librarians are having in order to bring, and not just adult material, but any information to people. And it might be things that the community or some people in the community are against the library having or, or doing. So you might have like books for um, LGBTQ teenagers, you know, and the town, some people in the town might be very upset about that. You have the librarians who are fighting to get those materials to people who are looking for them, who can use them. So that's definitely a discussion that many librarians are having and fights that librarians are having uh, in their communities to keep access to information available. And the book isn't just pictures of librarians, if I remember right. There's also some essays and that is stuff correct. by yes. famous nerds. Yes, so there are uh, a number of famous writers who wrote essays uh, for the book. John Scalzi, uh, Neil Gaiman, Jude Devereaux, uh, romance novelist, uh, Cory Doctorow. Um, and George R. R. Martin. Oh, and nice. It was Mike who actually scored the George R. R. Martin. I did. Mike has known George R. R. Martin for years. Are you from New Jersey? I'm not from New Jersey, no. I met him in uh, 2001, I want to say, here in Philly, actually. He came to Philly. He's a okay. Game of Thrones guy? Yes. He's a Game of Thrones. But he's we're, from Bayonne, New Jersey. <gasps> so, oh, weird so story is my mom went to high school with him, and my mom's best friend is his sister. But my mom doesn't watch Game of Thrones, so when I got into Game of Thrones, I'm like, oh my god, mom, you have to watch this. Like, you would love this. She's like, oh yeah, that's Janet's brother Georgie. He's weird. She was all like, you She's know. got no good stories. She said Never in, in, him, in him, high school, he would write these, like, short stories and, like, hand them out, and people would, like, make fun of him and be like, this is fucking weird, dude. Nerd. I'm, I'm glad. I'm actually glad that that's what he was like. But I was all... I was like, oh my, I have to tell everybody this, my claim to fame of not actually knowing him, but yeah. Ask your mom if she remembers a guy named Ken Brown. Ken Brown? He's around in Philly and he also went to high school with uh, Let's find out. Oh my god. Yeah, you gotta do one of those things. You're gonna like make a thing happen while we're here using your phone. Gonna text oh, she, my mom. She does that. So like mom's gonna be on the phone telling George R. R. Martin stories in one microphone and George is gonna be on the other phone going, Mike, leave me alone. I'm trying to write the winds of winter. What was his name? Ken Brown? Ken Brown. Yeah. Then random messages will come through, and Nicole's <laughs> just getting money from different oh, yeah. fellows. Oh, yeah. When I was actually when I was at George's working on this, I was sort of I was tweeting about, it, and all these people are texting or, or sending me messages saying, "Ask John, you know, who John Snow's father is." And I'm like, George R. R. Martin is not going to tell me who John Snow's father is. I'm like, just some guy at his house. Also, that's an obvious question. But Everybody but, knows but that. then somebody texts somebody sends me a message that says, "Ask George if potatoes can grow in Westeros." So I'm looking at my phone, I'm like, George, somebody wants to know if potatoes can grow in Westeros. And he says, I don't know. Why? Did I say they did? I don't see why not. And so I like tweeted that out, and it started this war among nerds. who were th Some of them were saying, potatoes can't possibly grow in Westeros because of X, Y, and Z reasons. And this, this argument went on amongst the Game of Thrones fans. Because potatoes need a winter. Oh, is that what it was? I wonder if he ever gets tired of talking about Game of Thrones. He does. He doesn't want to talk Incredibly about it at all. He tired. doesn't? He okay. Hates it now he he wants to talk about football and tacos. See, that's interesting, too, because Kyle does... He did photographs of one of my favorite film directors, John Carpenter. Oh, yeah. And you tell me, he just wants to talk about basketball. Yes. Yes. And video games. And video games. Do you know what he plays? He was playing Assassin's Creed last oh, time yeah. I was there. He loves the open world. Shadows of Mordor. He loves Shadows of Mordor. Like the open world, like dudes killing things games. He's but, a big fan of. And I figure that John Carpenter has earned the right to just play video games as much as he wants, is sit around in his pajamas and play video games all freaking day. He signed on to direct a TV pilot. Mm hmm. It broke in the last week, so he's still working every now and then. But. Yeah, last time I was out there, they, were, they had a couple TV shows that you know they were kicking around. I think he's going to direct the pilot, and then other people are going to do the rest of it. And he's, he's making music with his uh, sons. So, I mean, that's what he wants to do, and I think he's totally earned it. So, if people want to check out your stuff, Kyle, where do they find it? KyleCassidy.com or at KyleCassidy on Twitter. I'm pretty much Kyle Cassidy. You're the one and only. Actually, I have a Facebook group called People Named Kyle Cassidy. So, if you're another Kyle Cassidy, please <laughs> join my Facebook group. We can I mean, how many people are in that group right now? I 25 people on it. <laughs> one you would of think them, there'd be way more Kyle Cassidy's in the world. There probably are. Um, one of them is Kyle Cassidy, the Celtic Crippler. He's a pro wrestler. <laughs> Is anyone geeked up about the movie pass that was just announced? I just saw that. That sounds astounding. That. $10 a month? So yeah, all the movies you can watch like, at the, at the theater? $10 what? a month, and you yes. go to the theater once a day, every day for a month. Through Netflix? No, for, through movie pass. 
Com. Yep. Yeah. And there are local Philly theaters on this. Uh, well, King of Prussia, Main Street, Riverviews there, the Roxy, AMC North Broad Street. Do you think? Uh, I don't Anything know. I kind else? of think I want to sign up for it. I'm there, doing it right so, now. Are there any West Philly ones on there? Uh, yeah, there is. There's only two theaters in West Philly, so. What are the names? The Bridge. I don't think it was the Bridge. No, the Raid. It's called the Raid. The Raid. The University Raid? City Penn. Uh, yeah, Never heard of that. That's oh, okay. Penn Six. The University City Penn Six is. Oh, on there. okay. Yeah. So it's ten dollars a month. A month. That's so I'm it? Go, to, go to the movies as many times as you want. I'm totally doing this. Nine ninety five. Not even ten. I was like stoked on the same day as theater stuff. That's yeah. how we watched the movie the other night. I'm totally gonna get this before my wife gets back. Yeah, from you gotta, uh, we're gonna try it out. I think because yeah, we go to the Riverview at least once a month. I feel like mm. I would totally get like I wanted to see Atomic Blonde and now it's gone. It is. Is it gone? Yeah, really? yeah it's gone. I was like, what? Way, How did that happen? Yeah. Well, I'll see from the internet. You know, they're just banking you're going to buy tons of candy Charlie's and popcorn there? and soda. No, but I, I wanted to see, yep. I wanted to see Atomic Blonde in the theater. It looked like one of those, I don't know, when I'm in the movie, when I'm in the, in the theater watching trailers, there's no trailer that I don't want to see the movie for. I'm like, oh my God, it looks amazing. They make it look really? so good. Yeah. They make it so good. It's like, good. I want to see Transformers 5. trailers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, oh my God, I, I love the trailers. the trailers. Nicole and I always tap each other and we're like, I want to see this. Yeah. So the thing about MoviePass is you got to sign up for a full year ahead of time. Oh, you do? So if you can't do month to month, right, you got to sign up for a okay. whole year. So two forty oh. for a couple. Uh, so you, do you pay for it most, all at once? Uh, you no, but you sign up contract. Like, oh, that's that's oh, fine. You right? do that's the installment. Fine. Whatever, it's ten bucks yeah. a month, right? Uh, okay. I'm doing it right now. And also your the bottom priority. So if they're sold out, too bad. Oh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Fly, fly and standby at the movie theater. Yeah, I'm very frugal. I'm not going to do it. I don't really like to go Friday night at nine o'clock anyway. I'm going like a Tuesday. Yeah, I'll try. I'll ask someone to download something for me. Listen, when I was 17, I had a 23-year-old boyfriend, and it was fine. He pissed on her. He did piss on me one time, twice. Half your age plus seven. On purpose? Everything. No, he just on purpose. Would get so drunk, and he would piss during sex, or no? He'd just be like, I like while you're watching TV. Just watch TV. He'd just stand up and piss on you. No, we'd be sleeping, and I would wake up, and I'd be like soaked in piss. I would receive these phone calls because it wasn't like that's different. That's totally different than he's pissed on me. <laughs> but like we had Nokia phones back then. Nicole would call me and she'd be like, "So one of fucking the, irritated." One of, one of them is sad. The other one is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this was a, this was like a like, sad thing. Mike pissed all over my sh- everything last night. Dude, we I can't take we it. We went shopping in the Chamonix Mall one time. I'll never forget. Chamonix. I had Chamonix. I had like a huge bag of brand new shit. And he woke up in the middle of the night, and I watched it happen. He just walked over to the bag and pissed in it. It's like a cat. So why did you just watch and it happen? This is a guy you lived with. No, we didn't live together. Why did you watch it happen, though? Because I like woke up, and I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Uh, Where is he going? What's, what's going on? So and he then just I was like, walked to your he's bag. He's fucking pissing in my shopping bag. Yeah. Was it a sleepwalking thing? Like, my sister used to sleepwalk when she was a little kid, and she used yeah. to pee on things when she was sleepwalking. Yeah, well, but the purposefully... Find her shit in the piss. No, it was a sleepwalk. It was a sleepwalking thing. But he just happened to stumble into your bag sleepwalking. Yeah, he drank a lot. He was an alcoholic. I think he's still an alcoholic. (laughs) Have you heard about this guy in Monmouth, New Jersey? Is that near Bayonne? Uh, it's more south. West? I think it's more southwest of Bayonne. So there's a movie. Um, his name is Abraham Parnes. He's 43. He went to see the Emoji movie, which I don't even know what that is. Oh, my God. It is the worst idea that got made and made a ton of movies. children's movie, right? Well, this guy got caught masturbating during the Emoji movie. <laughs> I thought the selfie stick was a stupid idea when I saw it in Sky Mall catalog. The Emoji movie is about the emojis on your phone coming to life. And there's nothing. People are like, "There's nothing sexual about this movie." What? How could this guy be Was masturbating? It like the eggplant emoji. Or something? I don't know, man. So no, they but, uh, they no, called it, they called an usher, and the guy had his pants down. And it was the guy who made the movie. Or no, this, it's just a random like guy. A guy oh, okay. Random guy just went to the emoji movie with a bunch of family. Like, why do you kids. call an usher? Like, hey, come check this out. Well, because they were horrified. There was a man who like just jerking it. Was he drunk? Jerking it. Yeah. No, it's he a was? He escaped kids. before the police came. He turned himself in a day or two later. Look, everybody has turned himself in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rachel and I were. He was described as heavy set man with facial hair in his 20s or 30s, wearing a yarmulke on his head, oh my a white God. dress shirt, and black pants. Oh, that's. I'm not. Okay. 
Nice. Whatever, whatever. I guess whatever. Rachel and I worked in a salon. Our very first salon we worked in, and we had a jerker off. Her. And what? there was a guy who would come in and jerk off during his haircut. Wait, like under the cape? No, I'm that. I mean, I've never been so lucky. <laughs> Dude, Helen kicked him out. That was the last he time was, he ever came in. We, I know his name, and I'm not gonna. Yeah, don't say, say his name. It. How old? I'm not. He was in late thirties. Good looking Are guy. We think about the same guy. Texas? Yes, somewhere out there, there's some guy going, yeah, I was getting my no, hair cut, and no. I, was, I was knitting a scarf, and they just kicked me out. All right. I think we're talking about two different he's people. He's a little bit older, and I know who you're talking about, and he actually got caught masturbating outside in the bush to our co-worker that we had prior to us Kristen. working there. Yeah. But Dan still let him come in. Dan still let him come in. And our he, old boss, he is now passed, he on passed on this physical earth. He was a fucking nut. Love and then I did his hair after Nicole did. And he was he was disgusting. But Helen, he didn't jerk off while I was doing his hair. He was jerking off one time when Helen was cutting his hair and she flipped. Like under the cape under like going it, at it. Under the cape. Did we talk about this before? No, I think I've like never talked about under the cape cool. jerking like off Like when you do that with your haircut. t-shirt. It's so fun. <laughs> Maybe he was just doing this. What is that? What I'm doing. You're doing. You never did that when you were a kid. No. With your shirt. No one, any, nobody ever did that. Push out it? a t-shirt. Like you're churning butter. Are you fucking serious? Do you, no, you I put your arm like, in there and you go like this. And what's that? That's like you got like a big boner. Yeah, it's just a funny no, thing, kids. No. Yeah. So we're sure he wasn't doing that. He the was, age demographic is different. Uh, he wasn't digging me then. I didn't get any jerk off. Philadelphia. Yo, yo, where you at? I mean, she's got guys who randomly send her money, and they don't want to bust their groove. Oh, I listened to that one. Yeah. Yeah. So have they hooked up? Have they helped you out with the broken arm? I haven't told them about the broken arm yet. So that why we're talking about that? We have a you have a GoFundMe set up. I don't know. I said, dude, yes. I don't even know how to get to it. I don't know how to give a link or what wait, it is. Like, how would people find it? Just search Nicole broken arm. It, it's under no, Rachel. Because Nicole has Nicole. really shitty health insurance through work. She, she I just I want to just touch base on that real how quick. How does your health insurance not cover a broken arm? It, well, they covered my broken arm, and this this is the part that's kind of like fucking me over. Is that my health insurance won't cover pain medication. So I got the surgery, and then the next day, I had not been on pain medication since what they gave me during surgery. So I woke up, and I don't know if you've ever had surgery before, but I, number one, have three foreign objects in my body now, and I had two incisions. I was, like, in the craziest pain, and my arm honestly felt like it was being smashed by, like, a truck. And I'm, like, have a pretty high tolerance for pain, and I was like, my body was shaking. And I went to the to CVS to try to fill these prescriptions. And they were like, sorry, like you already filled Percocet last week. And I had filled like eight Percocet. And they were like, your insurance won't cover anymore. So I had to go back to the emergency room to get like pain, like IV pain medication. So it was like my emergency room visits are what's adding up because I went so many times. So, yeah, we have, it's. So they could have saved a lot of money by filling your prescriptions for $60 or whatever it costs. Yeah. Well, your copay for surgery, we have reached. Yeah, we've already but reached that. It's under GoFundMe and it's under Nicole's surgery. All right. Um, we'll put a link on the website. Yeah, we, I have uh, it post here. This podcast. I Googled Nicole Johnville before I, like on the Uber ride over here, just to see who I was talking to, and I found it. Came you found the GoFundMe? Go oh, nice. Ooh. How about that? The internet's a wild place. This yeah. is like the first page of hits. Philadelphia. Yo, yo, where you at? <clears throat> There's an article about the Kimmel Center. Subscriptions are way up. Okay. We renewed our subscription to the Philadelphia Orchestra. They're up 228%. They have 4,000 new subscribers this year. That's fantastic. You know why? Because it... it So like Hamilton is possibly coming, and every everybody wants to get on the subscription list so they can get Hamilton tickets. So we renewed our ticket, our subscription to Philadelphia Orchestra because they had settled their dispute with the musicians. Okay. So I was thinking that that must be what it is. Right. So I gotta say. People love this show. I know. Like, would you actually listen to this just hanging out? I have a really hard time with musicals and any kind of live performance. 
So what happens if we win? Rachel would leave, I'm telling you. Freedom to my people if I'm given the chance. I think that... Are they rapping? I think that musicals... it is. It's like... it, I don't know anything about this. Love it. I, I think that, you don't know anything about Hamilton? About this play. Your clients no. don't talk about it constantly. I think I that mu- musicals... My clients don't go to fucking musicals. <laughs> Wait, so this is like a new age Hamilton? This, this has been happening this for like, what, a year and a half? No, more than Three? Yeah, at least. I, I mean, it's just been new to me. Dude, I have no idea about yeah. this at all. Yeah. People love it. Broadway. It's the hardest ticket, the hardest to get. Yes, hardest ticket to get. Yes. Yes. Setting box office fans. records in Broadway. Yeah. Musicals are generally generationally life changing. I think my parents' lives were changed by the sound of music mm. and maybe Camelot. West Side Story, maybe? West Side Story, yeah. And, and, the, and maybe the generation before me by Cats. And I know that Evita was very, very powerful, you know, for me when I was growing up and then Rent after me. And I think that there are these, there, there are musicals, Les Mis, that sort of take over a period of time for people who are growing up and become like the musical that people listen to. And I still think of Evita like that. You know, I don't think I've ever seen a musical. I, oh, I've seen like uh, one or Les two Miserat. and that was enough for me. Do you know that I sung young women's musicals <laughs> for a lo- for three but years? Certainly Hamilton is doing that for a whole generation of people right now. Oh, yeah. I took my grandma to see Madame Butterfly. This is Hamilton, Hamilton Rachel. Oh See, look, look at her face. She would leave. I'm, I'm going back you. to my, my musical book from... After a week of fighting, I remember I was blown away by, by that fact about you. When Did I, you know that about I found your opera books when we first were friends. Yeah, you're I'm missing a, out on a history lesson. Did you know that? I'm in a room full of people who have never heard of Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> So I stumbled on this article on uh, the old Northeast Times. <laughs> NEP, baby. <laughs> right? So uh, Pokessing Park. There's the Friends of Pokessing Park, which is, I don't know, I forget what area they call this, the Brookhaven section. I don't know, Hagerman and St. Dennis Terrace. They had a real problem there, clean up the park, and they found out they have a peppermint patty addict. <laughs> it's better than the roach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, better than the roaches. Fuck. Which you know, I wish I could have got some audio for this, these people. Um, so they're cleaning up the park, and they find peppermint patty wrappers, dozens of them. And now members of the park advocacy group are trying to solve the mystery of who put the wrappers there in the first place. Now, now wait. They probably hold fingerprints very well. Listen, they also removed numerous rolls of discarded carpeting, <laughs> folding chairs, two car tires. An umbrella, a boot, a pair of socks. A boot. <laughs> it's a boot. Four golf balls. But the bag full of shiny silver candy packages really captured their attention. <laughs> so, during a similar cleanup in the same area last July, volunteers <laughs> found a similar trail of rappers extending the length of the park about one quarter mile. Holy shit. I belong there. So, like, there's a total peppermint patty. Ad. He just... Someone's guilty pleasures, Peppermint Patties, and just goes to Pokessing Park in the Northeast. Yeah, and throws his trash on the devours them and just throws the wrappers all over. I know, and I fucking I hate it. Peppermint Patties. When I, first I'm a fan of Peppermint Patties. It, it, I, it might be right. It's fairly healthy, I think. Yeah, it's for us. Fuck wants to eat mint. I scan that shit on my fitness pal. <laughs> when I first moved into into West Philly, there was a, there was a street next to me, and there was a water main break <laughs> under it, and the water main break lifted the asphalt about six inches above the curb and then it blew a hole in the center of the street about five feet across and it stayed that way for a few days and then somebody threw a bag of trash into the hole and I would see this as I would walk past it every day and then somebody else said oh that's where I can put my trash and then the next day there's another bag of trash out there and then there's like six bags of trash and then somebody threw a washing machine into it and it's oh in the middle of the God. street and I'm thinking like do they think that this is just like a like place it's a, it's a sanitation dump it's like never gonna go away you know, and then like a, a week and a half later, the city comes and there's this pile of trash in there. And they just took a backhoe and they like, dug it all out and just dumped it on the sidewalk in front of the nearest house and fixed the street. And left the trash. Left the trash. Seems appropriate. So listen, so Spotify breaks down. Um, you can go by city to see what songs are popular and unique to different cities. So this is the most popular song in Philly that's unique to Philly. It's here. I'm 
No idea, right? Uh, no, but why don't you go to number two? Because everybody knows that. This is a guy named Kerr or Kur K U R, local rapper. I don't know how people in Philadelphia hear this guy or know about him, but he's number one on Spotify, unique to Philly. You want to hear number two? Number two is Meek Millie. Oh, oh. I love you. Oh, you got to spoil it. Spoiler alert, it's Meek Mill. Oh, Nicole. I'm a spoiler. Ruin everything. So, number one, like two, three, and four are Meek Mill and Kerr. Actually, number five are all either Meek Mill or Kerr. Number six is P&B Rock. I don't know what that is. New Day. P&B Rock is also number six, seven, and eight. This sounds like what my neighbors play when they drive by my house. Safe to say, none of us know these bands. Well, we know Meek, Meek Mill. Mill. Yeah, right, sure. I think the geographic tagging is is wonderful for stuff like this. I loved it on MP3.com when it first came out. And I think it's terrific for finding new and local music. I think it's a, a good use of big data. Yeah, so Kerr, I guess, is blowing up in Philly. What's up with him? And so Let's here's Here's YouTube. We have the top track. You want to hear the top track or top artist in Philly? I'm going to go with artist because top track I'd is like just... I'd to hear the top artist. Yeah, yeah. I love Spotify, by the way. The Me Daily too. Mix, so good. It's Meek Mill. I love Top him. artist on YouTube in Philly. Of course Philly. he is. Matt Ox, this little white kid. Nope. You don't know him? Nope. Do you, Nicole? No. Let's see if we play some of him. What's the top metal song in Philly? Fuck okay. yeah. <laughs> Wait, how do you spell this Kerr guy? K-I-R? K-U-R. He's ignoring our heavy metal request. There aren't any. There aren't. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably Is it have to not go like, to like by the, genre? There's no, it's you can't like go one? genre. I'd probably have to go to like the 110th track to see what the top metal track is. Kurt, Kurt is, is only 20 years old. What is oh the what is the 110th track? <laughs> my, my my list doesn't go that deep. He grew my up listening to State Property, Jadakiss, Jay Z, Drake, Lauren Hill, Outkast, and Lil Wayne. Isn't you know State so much Property about him. Movie? I'm looking at his bio right now. Isn't State Property a movie? No? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't it? Appar- apparently, it's also some kind of music. All right, so we're going to go. What happened to the Beanie? Tracks. I miss Beanie Seagull. Me too. Oh, right? This is the top track on YouTube in Philly. I heard that on YouTube, like that uh, what, Despacito. Despacito video was the number one video of all yeah. time. Yeah. Have you heard that song? Uh, I have no idea what yeah. that is. Oh, oh my that's God. So Another Meek Mill. You know, I have a Meek Mill story. I uh, was at a Wawa (laughs) at 2nd and like South Street about 2 o'clock in the morning. And it was a very long line. These two women were going crazy over this tall guy in like white pants, white shirt, white hat. And I heard that they're like, we know you're him. He's like, I'm not, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. They're like, we know you're him. We know you're Meek Mill. And he was like, put his hands on his lips, like, chill. So then <laughs> Meek Mill gets whatever he's getting. Like uh, Fritos, honey barbecue, like twisties, Gatorade, yeah, fruit punch, like whatever. <laughs> and he goes up in line and his, his bill's like seven fucking 80. And he's got nothing but hundreds, like a wad of hundreds. He had to have like 10 grand on him. And the cashier's like, I can't accept this. Do you have anything smaller? He's like, no. So those two girls paid for his $7.80. I would be telling that story until the day I die. Like one time I bought Meek Mill Wawa. This makes me want to go to Atlantic City and drink what Willie's. No, that doesn't make you. I have the Atlantic City song. Pitbull Pitbull is AC, right? Nicole's mother loves 
Who doesn't, who doesn't love Mr. Worldwide? God damn, I wish we could call my mom right now and Wait, ask her about we this. On Thanksgiving, her. her mom was like, can Rach, you play the man. You could ask her about George R.R. Martin, can you too. Put, can we call my mom? Yeah, you can. She also said, Rach, play that song by that guy. She meant Queen. You can ask her about George her. first, right? Wait, do you hear this accent? I can try and call she's him. What time is it in Mexico right now? <laughs> no, no, no. She's going to ask her mom about George. I know, I'll call George. Oh, call George, yeah. Yeah. What do you have, six. Rachel? Seven yeah, or six? six? And he's going to say, like, oh, I, I had I had the perfect seven. ending to Game of Thrones yeah, until this guy called here. me up. Do you have the dongle? Where do you hear from the top? Though? Hello? Nicole? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nothing's wrong. Mom, I'm on, I'm on my podcast. We wanted to call you and ask you about your favorite artist, Pitbull. Are you freaking kidding me? You woke me up at a sound sleep. I thought something happened. I just flipped the freak out. No, everything's fine. I just, you told, listen, we're doing, Rachel says hi, we're doing a music segment. We're talking about Pitbull, and I know you really like Pitbull. Yeah. All right, well, we're on the podcast, so I want you to talk to me about Pitbull. What do you like about Pitbull? I'm half asleep. I just woke up. I can't. I'll tell you tomorrow. Give me a brief summary. Thanksgiving, and you loved Pitbull, and then you told me to play Queen. He's hot. She likes white paint. And he has a great voice. And he's he's hot and he's got what a great voice. She likes Bohemian Rhapsody too. She Good night, play Love you, mom. I feel bad for Mike. We don't have headphones for him, but this is a Ruby the Hatchet. Oh, he hasn't heard any of this music. I haven't heard any music at all. No. Here. Oh, you'll probably like Ruby the Hatchet. This is metal, so Michael like this. Oh, okay. This is one of my favorite Philly bands. So they released a new record, Ruby the Hatchet. Maybe. I, I just put on a pair of headphones and it's like a whole new world. <laughs> yeah, it changes it's like everything. Suddenly you're at the party. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you were the one listening to the loud people at the end of the bar. Uh, and I was listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers when you guys were listening to Justin Bieber. <laughs> like two worlds, like taking off the VR goggles. Yeah. Adjust to focus until the picture is sharp. So, have you seen these guys, Kyle? No. They have a, um, a woman, front person, like stoner metal stuff. Yeah, it's stoner metal, do metal. Yeah. So far. Sounds good so far. I don't know, Slender Gomez just like doesn't do it for me. You'll like it. This song is called Planetary Space Child. The vocals been, seem buried in the mix, though. Been, well, it should be in Stoner Rock. Looks like a They have a new album coming out at the end of this month. Check it out. But you can uh, stream this on Bandcamp. It's Ruby the Hatchet. And they're from Philly. They are from Philly. Are they playing anytime? You know, I don't know. Check out Ruby the Hatchet on Bandcamp. You know, in the, last, in the last couple of years, there have been, the last couple of years, like five years, there's been a resurgence towards like no adjective heavy metal. Like it's not doom metal, it's not stoner metal, it's not power metal, it's just metal. Like old school uh, Black Sabbath style metal. And this is what this is, I think. The, the, this band kills it live. Yeah, I'm sure they do. They sound a little bit like ghosts, they sound a little bit like. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is terrific. I would, I would go see this band. Play another, just play, no. try and play maybe another song. So this is Black Tongue. It's the first song I heard from them like three I, or four years ago. I couldn't have hit them with an arrow oh, from where we were sitting. Have you ever arrowed? I've never actually shot an arrow at a performer, but here's Anthony. I did shoot a bow and arrow with Piers Anthony, but not at a musical performer a mile away. Who's the vocalist? What's her name? I actually don't know anyone in the band's name. All right. And so, is anyone upset about Sarcone's closing, Deli? I didn't know that. Nope. I, I was upset until I remembered that it wasn't Sarcone's bakery. Right, right. Sarcone's Deli is different than Sarcone's they used bakery. To, they do good sandwiches, but the pizza place that's coming in there is phenomenal. They actually won Best Pizza of Philly Mag. They're from South Jersey, but they're moving into Philly now. Angelo's, right? Yeah, yeah. The least Googleable name possible. Angelo's <laughs> right, right, pizza. right, right. My buddy lives in Jersey. He's been talking about Angelo's Pizza oh, for a year now. Dude, I, from Mount Laurel, we have four Angelo's Pizza in Mount Laurel, which is not a big town at all. We have four. Who's we? You live in Philly. 
Well, in back home. Huh? Back home. Oh. Your home is Philly. Are you from Jersey? Yeah. Bayonne. Yeah. From Bayonne, but then my family lives in Mount Laurel now. These dudes are on tour with King Diamond and Mastodon. Nice. So before we roll out, we need to mention um, Kyle and I had an interaction probably like three years ago with a Philly cheerle- Eagles cheerleader. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- yeah. We went to hair school. Though. I was horrified to find out that they don't get paid. They make nothing. They make nothing. Right. So you have it. I mean, they have, make something like minimum wage. So you have this enterprise where people are making like literally people in that field are making millions of dollars. The owners making billions. And these women are working like actually working and getting nothing. I believe I that was, she said they don't get paid for their practice. They only get paid for the game. I or was crazy. stunned right. to find that nobody could find thirty thousand dollars a year right. to pay somebody to you know to be the public face of this organization i was blown away by that so um the eagles released their um their calendar this year the eagles cheerleader calendar and they're outfitted the women are wearing technological sponge bikinis <laughs> so these are uh, bikinis Do they soak up spills these sponge suits ironically enough have the unique ability to clean the ocean by absorbing Harmful oil-based contaminants as you swim. <laughs> That's what you want next to your skin. Right. So you come. Should I be wearing that? You come Should home be, with a diaper kind of full of, of we're we're like chemicals. The um, environmentally proactive wearable technology has the ability to absorb harmful oil-based contaminants while repelling water. The com- contaminants are trapped within the inner pores of the material, so that the wearer does not come in contact with it. The, the, the design allows to re, to recycle the saturated sponge filters. Dirt sponge. And so, you can refill it with new inserts. So you have sponge. these sponge it's inserts. It's like a pad. So we, just need like period. Six, so we just need 60 billion cheerleaders to swim. Right, right. And wear pads. Aww. Have your period while you're at it, too. So interesting enough, Snow Fung or Fang, she is the um, four-year <laughs> veteran of the squad. She's the cover woman. She's a physician's assistant with a BS in biochem. From uh, Cal San Diego, a master's degree in as a physician assistant. Getting paid nothing. Fluent in Spanish, Mandarin, Chinese, and English. Yeah, and getting paid seven dollars. Like, like, yeah. Be but a she's stripper. hot, dude. Yeah. Be a stripper. I know she should dance. She'll it's make a be, girls are so this fucking dumb. So like they have a picture. I mean, this doesn't. But this it's is not unconscionable. All right, if suit. you're gonna Greg, wear this, do you not have a fucking be a color stripper. Printer, dude. What the My fuck? color ink is uh, Get out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Next time, I'm through with some color. Go to, go yeah, go, let's go back to square one. Up, pull, and go to the goddamn library. Pay twenty five cents. Listen, he has an iPad here. He's showing us a fucking black and white picture. For doing this, you for know what? millionaires. So here, here's my question, right? The internet exists, and yet people are still buying bikini calendars. Yeah, people like to put that up in they their do? like auto office. Why? Because like the internet exists. If I want to look at a woman in a bikini or much less than a bikini, <laughs> internet, Google, internet, Google, just you know, bikini. It takes like some people seconds. like actual paper. No, they don't. I mean, so I could see if you're a collector. Bikini. Can you make? Oh, you know, that'll hold a lot of oil-based contaminants. <laughs> yeah, sure. Those like, how much contaminants does a bikini? going to slip right yeah. off of her. I don't know. Also, like, think about this. So that bikini's going to her vagina, and how yeah, much wait. oil contaminants do you want? There's probably so a sponge in front of the so, vagina. So, so the, the amount of fabric in this bikini be, could be covered by $3 bills. Right. <laughs> you can't see it here, but... So, like, I don't know. There's probably, like, 20... 26 women on the, yeah, the dude, troop. Blow that like, shit how up. much oil Where's are the they middle? absorbing? Oh, she looks like my sister. I can't. I can't. Think that's <laughs> what hot. the fuck? That's awful. Is that a cutout? There's yeah, a little a cutout cut near the navel and on Damn, the sides. girl. Good for her. So, why is this woman making nothing? My hair would absorb more than that. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles need to get this, get this together. <laughs> They're not going they need to. to. Pay Nobody these respects women. women. No, it's, it's the year of the woman. Sports, women changing. It's the year. Sports men do not respect women. That's why I have no respect for men. It's actually a whole like thing in the NFL is that no cheerleaders are paid, and it's kind of it was like this a big scandal years ago, and then everybody started And they're caring. fucking weighed in all yeah. the time. Oh yeah. I had friends in so you certain can't, areas. So you can't yeah. have the players pay a point zero one percent cheerleader tax. It should be almost like when I worked at Hooters. Um, <laughs> I cooked at Hooters, but the women, love the this. servers. I didn't know this. Love this. When did, was this? Let's hold on. Let's pause. Oh, well, 88. Yeah, no. They make a ton of money. Early though. 90s. Okay. Graduated college. Cook, 
cook and I Hooters. was supposed to have a job at a record label lined up, and they said they couldn't do it. I had no gig, so I went to Hooters, cooked. Which one? Uh, it was the one on Columbus Boulevard. It was a ship that sank and yeah, slowly sank. I know. I remember it. that, yeah. <laughs> so, but they did, like Greg's hopes and dreams. They did tip share, Ooh. where like we cooked, but all the servers threw in a couple bucks. Like the players can't do a right. salary share with the cheerleaders. Right, so, so there's throw not... Throw 0.2% of their right. salary. Right, right. Like, bullshit. I mean, you're like at 27 year old. Right. You can't do anything. Once you hit 27... Well, I mean, she's got degrees. She can do... A, she's a physician's assistant. Oh, she yeah. Can't, and she's, she can't be a cheerleader at 32. She's got that... She's yeah, well, she's smart, skin. but, like, not everyone is her and decides to go to school for something. But you are having people work for you and perform, and you are not paying them, and Dude. you are raking in a lot of money. And, and this is ridiculous. This is wrong. And it's not the Eagles. It's Here, the whole we're league. Shooting right. shooting fucking T-shirts. Yeah. This is wrong. Hockey everywhere. I will say that the... Uh, NFL cheerleaders and in general sports cheerleaders are awful a lot older than you think. Especially before that doesn't TV matter. Was, I only know women right. that have participated in in, Nash, in in hockey. Right. Like a personal friend. It matters that they're working and they're, and they're out not at getting paid. Mat maids are a different thing. It's not like a part time gig either. This is like their no, thing. Yeah. What the cheer? Are we talking the cheerleaders? They're so, out. They can't have nachos because they're going to get weighed in. More importantly, would you guys buy this bikini? No. Oh, you know what the fuck that would look like? Fuck Listen, no. we, I wear we a turned piece. 30 this year and shit is different. I wear, one piece. I wear a fucking one piece. I don't wear a two piece anymore. It's different now. None of the clothing I buy should accumulate toxins. <laughs> toxins. Right? Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't want toxins <laughs> near my vagina. Near your genitals. <laughs> toxins <laughs> near your genitals. Yes, yeah, yeah, they've got enough toxins. It'll suck all the dead seagulls. I'm on Tinder. I don't need the toxin bikini. So. All right, so we're listening to uh, Ruby and Hatch. is going to close us out. This is an older song. They have a new song out. Check them out on Bandcamp, kylecassidy.com. Yes. And go to, if you're named Kyle Cassidy, you have a friend named Kyle Cassidy, a relative named Kyle Cassidy, check out his Facebook page called... People Named Kyle Cassidy. <laughs> yeah. right, thanks for hanging out, Rachel and Nicole. Hope your arm heals. Go to thank Nicole's you, uh, GoFund page. Give her a dollar, you know. Under give her a surgery. fucking dollar. If you enjoy this podcast, if you lay for a second, give her a fucking dollar. Also, she's a hairstylist and she's Adopt down a Mike's fucking cats. arm. <laughs> yeah. So, and thanks for hanging out, Mike.